With us now, NDSU women's basketball head coach, that's Jory Collins. And Jory, first and foremost, thanks for making the time. And, you know, it's kind of crazy to go back at this time last year. You were being introduced as the next head women's basketball coach, the Bison. And now all of a sudden you go to going into year number two. And just like you and everybody else having to deal with COVID-19 right now, uh, what's the biggest difference, I would say, Jory, outside of COVID-19 that you've seen with your program being in year number two kind of on the early onset than in your number one yeah it's been uh it's been a great first year um obviously last year at this time i was just about to be introduced and then um you know a year later i would say you know the familiarity with just everything how our uh, athletic department works um the relationships you know you've been able to to build with your players the recruiting relationships in the area um all those things are well on their way um obviously still really early in our tenure but um, really excited about the progress we made, some of the roads we've laid, and um, you know it, it stinks right now that we can't be in the gym, uh, you know, with our kids getting better. Uh, but everybody's in the same boat, and we'll get back out there at some point. When we do, uh, we're going to be really excited about what we're going to be. What did you take away from your first year, a uh, season that you guys, uh, the program won its first Summit League uh, game in the tournament, uh, beating Denver for the first time since the program was in the Summit League and able to compete over a decade ago? What did you take from your first year as a Bison basketball coach with your staff and your players that are coming back, Troy? Yeah, I think you know the big thing for me was getting through the conference slate and just really getting a better feel for who we're competing against night in and night out in January, February, and March. Um, you obviously know about uh, the good teams, and I've had some familiarity with some of the other coaches, but you didn't compete against them on a regular basis. Um, so just going through, understand kind of team strength, team styles, coaching styles, all those kind of things give you a much better perspective on what kind of players you need to be recruiting, what kind of things you need to be better at, worse at, uh, you know, what's more important. Uh, when we're trying to win as many conference games as possible. And you mentioned about the players there, uh, Jory. What kind of player would you say needs to fit your system, or what kind of player are you looking for to fit that system, bringing in someone who has a a certain skill set and every year changes because in college you're going to lose some girls where there might be transfer. They might say, hey, I'm done uh, playing collegiate basketball, or they just got to graduate. So what kind of player are you looking for to fit your system here in the next couple of years? Well, you know, this league is obviously top-heavy with South Dakota and South Dakota State is, is two really elite programs. I mean, you got to find kids that are ultra-competitive, uh, that have some self-confidence of, of wanting to go up against some good players and, and be a difference maker. Um, you know, so we're, we're out there looking for kids that are not only skilled, it's a highly skilled league. The Summit League's full of players that can dribble, pass, and shoot, and a lot of them have some size to go with it. Um, you know, athleticism was something that we felt like we needed to address this year, uh, recruiting wise, and, and thought we hit that uh, out of the park as far as just some movement skills for some of our kids. Um, you know, our style of play, we're hoping to play a little bit faster uh, than we were able to last year. Um, I felt like as a coaching staff, we had to take a little bit more control offensively, maybe to give us the best chance uh, last year. And I'm hoping to take the reins off a little bit. Uh, when we have a little bit more playmaking and maybe some speed and, and, and able to play at a pace that's a little faster. 
Before we talk about the girls that are coming back for your program and the recruits that are coming in as well, Jory, you mentioned about South Dakota and South Dakota State, and it's and it's no surprise if you look at the Summit League for women's basketball, they've been the mountain to climb, so to speak, in the league over the past decade plus. I guess the question is when you have a UMKC team that's coming in, which you're familiar with with that uh, part of the country but with your previous stops, and they were a team that was 21-10 and 10 last season and finished first in the WAC in the regular season. They come in, Fort Wayne comes out uh, where would you say everybody is always chasing the best it doesn't matter what league what conference and you're trying to get yourself up there what is the gap between usd and south dakota state right now compared to everybody else in the summit league well i don't you know that's hard to say i think you know usd obviously this past year had a group of players that had played together uh for three and four years um had some juniors and seniors that had just meshed together really well that that doesn't happen all the time uh, even for the best teams um, and they've just been on a terrific run uh, both those schools have tremendous coaches but they're able to get really good players uh, four-year players that play uh, a lot together um, and really understand each other's strengths and weaknesses and, and just don't have off nights they have the culture uh, to battle through a bad shooting night um, where they can rely on defense and some toughness and some other things that um, you know, that they just have as programs. Um, that's what we, we got to close the talent gap. There's no question about that. We have to keep recruiting uh, higher level players um, and, and close that down. And then, you know, for us, you're not going to be able to just all of a sudden just be on that level. You know, it's a process and, and we thought we took a step last year. We need to take another big step next year. Um, and then hopefully here real soon, we'll be able to compete with those guys um, and, and give them a run for the Summit League Championship. And with the recruits that you have coming in, correct me if I'm wrong, Jory, you got three coming in that are from the high school ranks and a couple, uh, two of them that you may mention earlier this week from Northern Colorado and Iowa Western and Katie Deaton alongside Brittany that are coming into your program. So uh, what is this recruiting class, your first full recruiting class after being a year with the green and gold? What uh, can fans expect once they get on campus and, and see these girls for the next couple seasons? Yeah, we actually have uh, one of the girls we signed in November is a junior college player as well. So we'll have two junior college players with two years of experience. Um, Renia Hopkins was the point guard in November that we signed uh, out of, uh, she's from Midwest City, Oklahoma, and, and uh, somebody that I knew a long time ago. She had a great year this year, was the MVP of her region, was third-team All-American as a point guard. Um, Brittany is the other junior college player, Epperson from Iowa Western. She had some injury issues this year, uh, had a terrific freshman year at Lincoln Trail. Um, but just couldn't put it together this year for some things out of her control, but we already were well aware of her um, and know that that's behind her. Her best basketball is in front of her. Uh, she just adds some size, really good rim runner, uh, great hands in the post. Um, you can't have too many big guys, um, you know, to help you out and, and provide the depth there. Um, and then our two high school kids, um, Abby Schulte uh, and, and Kylie Strop. Uh, both had terrific seasons as well. I think Kylie was um, the All-Northwest uh, Wisconsin Player of the Year. It was a first-team All-State kid. Abby was a first-team All-State kid in, in 4A in Minnesota. Uh, both of them are really good ball handlers, uh, have a chance to be great defenders, uh, which is another area we need to, to get better at. Um, and then Katie Deaton, uh, who transferred from Northern Colorado, we actually – had Katie committed here for the last six or seven weeks, but just couldn't talk about her till yesterday. Uh, she's somebody that I'd recruited previously um, and kind of knew, uh, had a relationship with her. Uh, she is long and athletic, 
just much more dynamic, um, you know, with the ball in transition, uh, ability to get to the rim, uh, great passer. Uh, she's somebody that we think is probably going to be a good difference maker for us when we can get her on the floor. And, you know, in, in the world of uh, college athletic story, uh, you're looking at girls that, as you mentioned, some might be two years, some might be one, some might be three, some might be four, depending on where they're going. How much as a coaching staff, when, when you came into this program, uh, you already, within Kansas and Emporia State, you knew a certain girls at different levels in different parts of the country. How are you utilizing that at NDSU right now in those previous relationships from when you are a head coach able to bring some talent, size, and athleticism to what you're saying into this program? Yeah, well, it's helped us. Obviously, you know, we were able to get Ryan Cobbins last year really late right when we got the job here. And, and you know, I wouldn't have been able to do that if, if we wouldn't have had a previous relationship there. And then Renia in November, uh, I coached her aunt. Uh, at Emporia State, um, and so I, and I'd started to recruit her there before I'd, I'd moved on to Kansas. So those are uh, players that you knew about, you knew were good enough, and and just hopeful that the relationship was good enough. They were going to trust you to come up to Fargo, a uh, place they had no experience with, and uh, we're excited to have those guys. Obviously, we want our bread and butter to be regional kids, um, and obviously excited to get Abby. Uh, and Kylie, you know, from within three, four, five-hour radius there. Katie as well, um, up here, upper Midwest kids. But, you know, as we start to put our roster together, it was it was important that we get our classes a little bit evened out. Um, you know, our junior college player, we don't have, uh, but maybe two juniors going into next year, both junior college players. Um, so it was important for us to make sure that we're able to get two or three kids in every class here and not have a huge class of six or seven um, and not have an empty class as well. So those are all things that go into it. Uh, but the most important thing is finding kids that are uh, fit your culture, what you're trying to do, are competitive enough to want to do it, uh, and just kids that are good fit for representing us in, in North Dakota State. How big is it, Jory, when kids are coming in, whether it be the JUCO ranks or, or some of the girls now that you've had in terms of transfers that maybe got to play a season at a Northern Colorado or maybe an SMU a type of program? How big is that when they come into your program that, yes, they're still practicing uh, behind the scenes when they're taking that, that year transfer, but when they're coming in, they already have that taste of what a college-level basketball environment is about? Yeah, you know, we're going to get uh, Heaven and Marie uh, available this year who had to sit out last year. Both played uh, a ton as freshmen at their other schools. Um, and, you know, their year with us was huge. Uh, they both made tremendous strides just in strength uh, and conditioning um, and really, you know, helped themselves out with a year off. And then obviously getting out to, to practice with us, but then even watch being filmed. Uh, being able to see it from maybe a different point of view from non-player standpoint as far as not being able to be out there, I think helps a ton. Every player I've ever had that had the red shirt uh, and came back healthy uh, was just a different player, had a different mentality for it. And, and you get, you know, junior college kids are different. Um, there's always a tremendous adjustment period for anybody that's new, whether you're a freshman or a transfer. But uh, the fact that, you know, Brittany and Renia have played two years of college basketball uh, you know, the adjustment period for a routine, showing up to practice, what it's like, strength and conditioning, those things aren't so new. Uh, the adjustment period for that is quite a bit faster.
And you mentioned about molding the program. I don't think it matters uh, what level, what age. When you are bringing a staff in and, and you're bringing players in, you might have some players come in and some players will leave for other schools. How much are you having conversations, uh, Jory, in your first year with girls that were number one on the roster to number 10, so to speak, on the roster in terms of playing time and just saying, hey, here, so I see you. I know the previous coaching staff might have saw you this way, but here's how I see you with our program and the fit. How much are you talking with, with players that are coming in, but also the current team and, and players that have left the program and whether, again, it might be for uh, going for education or just looking for a, something different? How much are you having those conversations from your first year as a head coach, Jory? Yeah, well, those are, those are conversations you have, um, you know, regularly. Um, you know, we've met with all of our players. Um, you know, we have some players not returning uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, we have a great group of players that are returning. Um, you know, that's part of college basketball uh, right now. And obviously with, with us being a new coaching staff, and um, I'm usually pretty blunt and straightforward on this is where I would see you if you were here. Um, and sometimes that's not the best picture for people individually, even though it may be the best thing for our team. Um, and those are tough conversations. Um, there's no question about it. Nobody gets in the business to hurt kids' feelings or, or uh, you know, put them down in any way. Um, you want them to be in the best opportunity for them to have as much enjoyment, as much success as they can. Sometimes that's with you and sometimes that's with somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, we're, we're pretty straightforward uh, in where we see you. Uh, we'll let you know that competition is going to be stiff. I'm really excited about our team next year and just the ability that we're going to have in practice to have some matchups that are going to be ultra competitive. Um, you know, for the playing time that's going to be out there. Hey, Jory, I know you mentioned it too with COVID-19 and everyone's going through it. As a coach right now, what's the one thing that just has you chomping at the bit that that you can't do uh, with this team or maybe even your coaching staff that might be more virtual meetings or or Zoom calls or FaceTimes that normally was, you know, a person-to-person interaction that was within six feet that now, you know, you can't do that with the CDC guidelines, Jory. Right. I mean, the that's an easy one. I mean, just, just being in the gym with our players. I mean, this is a time there's going to be about an eight week period here where we were going to be able to get in with one player at a time, maybe two players at a time and really, uh, you know, make some steps forward in their, their individual progress and skill set. Um, we're, we're planning on doing a ton of team things this spring, uh, but just individually trying to help people reach their potential um, that's what I miss because that's what I love. I mean, practice is my favorite thing. Um, and so just missing out on that time, being in the gym with those guys and helping them grow is what, what is hard. You know, we stay connected with phone calls and Zoom calls. And, uh, you know, I get to see them on the screen every week. But um, it's just not the same as getting in there and getting busy and, and working out together. Final thing for you, Coach, before we let you go, and thank you very much again uh, for your time. As uh, Fort Wayne leaves the program, and, and uh, it's not the program, the conference, you get a new uh, team in that was formerly part of the Summit League in UMKC, and, and, and I know you probably know that Kangaroo program in some capacity being down at Emporia State in Kansas. Uh, what is a UMKC program, even though you're going to have to know more uh, once we get into the Summit League and you're going to know more in terms of their style of play and, and coaching and, and the rivalry that will grow with them back in the Summit League, but what does a UMKC program bring uh, to this conference moving forward, Jory? Well, obviously they were a very good team uh, last year. J.C. Hoyt, um, very familiar with J.C. She's a small-town Kansas kid, actually uh, recruited her way back in the day a little bit, um, played against her, had to coach against her. Um, 
great coach, uh, basketball family. Her mom's a very good high school coach in, you know, out in western Kansas. Um, you know, she's just a winner, has always been a winner, and is going to have winning kids and a winning program. Uh, has done a great job turning UMKC around. Um, you know, they just weren't very good for a long time and um, has got them, obviously, um, you know, at a much higher level. I think for the for the league, just, you know, having a team back in Kansas City for travel, um, you know, just the geography of it makes a whole lot more sense, uh, I think, for all of us, um, you know, in that regard. So, obviously, that'll be great for me. I get to get back real close to home at least once a year, play those guys, so. Uh, I'm hoping we can fill their gym up with a bunch of green. It'll be a lot of fun to see that green and gold uh, down again in the Kansas City area. Jory, as always, thank you very much for your time. Uh, best to you and your family, obviously, during this uh, COVID-19 and coronavirus uh, pandemic. And we'll speak to you, hopefully, at a gym uh, sooner rather than later, okay? Sounds good. Thanks, Chase.